Are you a realtor trying to navigate an ever-changing market? Or maybe a regular Joe Schmo wanting to be in the know? We've got you covered. Welcome to Conversations with Kim, where we solve everyday real estate problems one conversation at a time. I'm Kim Miner, principal broker and owner of Remax Real Estate Results in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I'm Lauren McCoy, realtor and resident question queen. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition to Conversations with Kim. Is the housing market going to crash? No, it is not. No, no, it is not. A recession doesn't always mean there's going to be a housing crash or a market crash or whatever it is the news wants to call it, a real estate bubble bursting. It's not there. So explain that a little bit. Funny enough, in the last four out of the last six recessions, the, how, the home prices have actually appreciated, believe it or not. Nobody believes that. But I mean, there's tons of graphs out there and there's tons of conversations and and uh, and all the, the news experts on the real estate side, not the regular news. You know, if you look at the numbers, it says that homes actually appreciated in the last four of the six. And I'm throwing out 2007, 8, 9, whichever year it happened to be for you are. But, you know, it throw out those years because that was a banking crisis that actually caused a real estate, the real estate market to crash. So I, I kind of throw that one out. So let's just say four out of the last five recessions, home prices have actually appreciated. And it's not going to happen now either because one, we have the millennials heading into the market, which is the largest um, population coming up behind the baby boomers that are in home buying age right now. And two, we're in a 10-year lull of not being able to catch up with building enough houses for the people that want to buy them. So not only have we got the largest population buying, but we were behind in the last 10 years and we sure as crap haven't been able to catch up with that in the last couple of years, you know, between supply chain issues and the cost of building and all the things that are happening out there. And even, you know, land development's crazy expensive right now. You know, all those things, builders can't get caught up. It's not happening. Well, with that said, with millennials being the biggest uh, you know group of people buying right now, and what would you say to those who fear purchasing right now? Because I feel like there's also this big fear of like, oh, I'm going to get this property and then be, you know, under and, and you know, have to file bankruptcy. These people are, are in fear of buying right now. They are. But I think a lot of it is you have to find out what the fear is. Is the fear that the house is not going to be a good investment and it's not going to appreciate? Is the fear the interest rates are higher than what they have been, but by the way, they're still insanely low. Um, and I know insane does, it's kind of a, you can define your own insane, right? Um, but when I really, it, when do, it goes from 30 to 30 to 15, 15 is awesome. But when it goes from five to 15, 15 is, is hell. It, it is. And I agree <laughs> with you, you know, and a lot of times there, I, you know, there is, but you know, one, it, there was stupid cheap money in the last two years. I mean, you, if you didn't refinance, I'm really sorry you should have, um, you know, and that should have been your big push of helping your lender partners in this business. Um, as real estate agents, we should have been really going hand in hand and, and making sure we we're taking care of our past clients. And I was reading a post the other day, um, uh, Dave Ramsey, and he said, it's still a great time to buy. If you have these things, you're one debt free Two, you have an emergency fund of three to six months of your bills. Uh, your house payment will be 25% of your net take home pay. Uh, you have 20% down, um, which will keep you from paying PMI. But if you don't have 20%, you need to have some kind of down payment. These 100% loans are extremely costly for buyers. And then you can pay your closing costs up front. And, you know, those are the things that make it a good time of buy, to buy for anybody. I don't care what the interest rate is. You know, and, and I think a lot of times people got to get off that interest rate. You know, they're, they're stuck on the interest rate is now six and we used to have three. And I'm like... We used to have 20. I mean, let's talk about used to, um, you know, it, it's 
6% is still an extremely good rate to pay on an investment that is still going to appreciate. Appreciation is still happening. It's not, granted, we've been in the double digits the last two years and we're not we're not going to continue at that point. They think what numbers I've seen um, is that about 10% for the rest of this year is probably what your property is going to appreciate. And after that, it's going to be more normal around four to 5%. Well, that's good. So property value is still, still going up just at a more steady rate and it's kind of normal. tapering off. Yeah. Let's go normal. Let's yeah. go back to the, you know, that level, that normal rate, yeah. which I mean, I think that's the same thing that's happening in the market right now. I think we're, we're normalizing, but I, yeah. I don't think we're going to get to that normal market. I still think we're still in that seller's market. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how you tell the difference between a seller and a market or a balanced market is uh, how many months of inventory are out there. And we're still way below six months mm-hmm. is kind of the norm, the industry norm of what we say. If there's six months worth of inventory, it's a balanced market. It's not, it's not good for either a buyer or seller. We're pretty much even in the middle. We're still hanging mm-hmm. around two to three, two and a half, three right now. So we're still in a seller's market. Not as crazy it was. Yeah. We're not having the, you know, the, oh my gosh, right. no, 30 no offers on a property. And, one, you know, yeah. the, the hour after it hits the market, yeah. there's not 30 offers sight unseen. We're not, yeah. it's not, that's not happening. So what, what does it mean to have six months worth of inventory? How do you, so how six do you months worth that? of inventory. So you do, you do, uh, you actually go out there and find out how many things are selling uh-huh. in the month and you figure out how many months of inventory is on the market. So you kind of, you just got to do your numbers. You just got to figure okay. out it's absorption rate is what it's called. Oh, okay. So you just, it, that's what it's called is the absorption rate. How quickly is the market absorbing oh. what is placed okay. on there? So okay. you just have to sit down and do the numbers in your market. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's crazy. You know, and I think, you know, going back to saying we've had that shortage of homes in the last 10 years that we haven't been able to build enough. Again, going back to that, we're still building homes. We still don't have enough. So supply, it's basic supply and demand. I mean, everybody learns that in school, right? That's basic um, supply and demand. If we don't have enough to meet the demand, the prices are still going to stay where they are or appreciate, which they're going to appreciate because we're still behind. You know, it's interesting, kind of a catch 22, I guess, in some ways, because with the supply with the demand being so high and just like for material mm-hmm. and you know for build builders to to supply more to the market it's it's like there's a halt there you know like in limbo you know like where it's it would if it weren't so backed up where mm-hmm. like you were getting things done more efficiently on a, like a normal scale that from the past, you know, right. like, like things were coming in on time and you're not waiting right. five months for windows and stuff like that. You know, it, it's then do you, I mean, like the market seems like it would probably look you think a lot it different. Would, you think it'd be different, but I don't think that because not only are you, it's, it's not only the supply chain issue, we have a labor issue. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. There are not enough people out there. I mean, and this is my PSA for please parents encourage your children. They don't all have to go and get a college education. The trades are desperately they desperately need workers right now and people to learn those trades and, and, and to get in, you know, I would love to have some, I would love to be a business mentor to some of these kids coming out of, you know, coming out of high school and being able to uh, start their own businesses up or help them start a business in the trades because there's just not enough people in the, and there's not enough people in the regular labor force, mm-hmm. let alone let's go down the trade side of, of something that you need to learn and, and a skill that you need to be able to have. So, I mean, it's just, you know, on top of the yeah. supply problem, we then have a labor problem, right? There's not enough help out there. Yeah. It, it, that's kind of what, what a cool position to be in for that type of worker, you know, because if you're, you know, this is, it's, that is not normally the case where the, the value in that type of service is, has been so undervalued probably on a lot of, a lot of levels, but that's Agreed. an awesome, you know, position for, but like you said, not knowing how to create that business and, and, and just knowing how to be the hands-on person and the one who gets 
you know, down and dirty and, and figures out how to build things. How to, you know, it's like, sometimes you know, it's not, not the, yeah, the other it's not side the of same. It. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have the other side. I may be able mm-hmm. to have the trade, but I don't know how to run the business right. or I may be able to run a business, and but I don't trade. have the trade. Yeah. You know, and then I, there, there's a lot of, you know, there could maybe be some great partnerships or, or like I said, just other business leaders, you know, small business entrepreneurs teaching these kids how to run a business yeah. and how to, you know, budget and, do payroll and manage employees and all the things that are there, you know, I really think that there needs to be more of that going on right now. That would, that would truly help the the building industry, which then, you know, affects obviously the real estate industry mm-hmm. Yeah, on that side of it. But no, it's, you know, the market's not crashing. The, the demand is still there. It's, it's not going to go anywhere. Um, I'm, I'm amazed. I, I'm continuing to be amazed. And of course we're here in the middle of the country, so it's a little bit different, um, you know, compared to what's happening on the coast, but there's still a lot of people, even though the interest rates are going up, there's still a lot of people selling and moving, um, away from, you know, away from things that they've been exposed to in the last couple of years that maybe they didn't like, you know, and maybe, maybe where they were living, you know, didn't handle the last two years, the way they, you know, to their specific liking. And now they're going to places where it is. And, and we're definitely seeing an influx here. And, and we're one of the places that we're super lucky because where we are and what's located here, mm-hmm. um, you know, that we're, we're still growing. Um, and there's a lot of, but there's a lot of places across the country that are still growing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not the only one, but we're definitely one of, you know, we've been mentioned in a lot of magazines of, know. you know, this we're is a like, great place to be. It's beautiful here. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, you can't, you can't deny it. it's we're absolutely like, gorgeous Stop here. putting us out there on, in magazines. <laughs> Please don't Quit move here. Telling our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of counterintuitive to our business though. I know, I know. It's talking about that. But I, I, mean, I know. But I mean, I, we like the small town feel and I think yeah. that's another thing too, that people come here and they do, they enjoy that small town feel. In the greenery, it, right, yes. and it's like, in, and that's something so, like, I remember just, like, the first time I came to Fayetteville, just, oh my gosh, I just, I was so pretty. I mean, even just driving up the mountain from Fort Smith, you know, just like, whoa, where are we, you know, and it was just, it's just awesome, like, you're in the, I mean, not really the rainforest, but, you know, it's like, you just don't, you're, there are not a lot of places where, I mean, in the, where there are things to do, and you have greenery, you yep. know, and so it's like, I think that's probably, especially, like, Fayetteville's very, uh, it is a very green, you know, it is. Uh, tree tree hugging, uh, and then, the, <laughs> and, and I, that, I don't mean any insult. That's not, I, I that's love not a that. negative connotation. They negative. are, they're super serious about yeah. keeping that greenery I love that. there. That, you know, they're, they're very, you know, they're very yeah. environmentally conscious, but they also love the beauty of it. I yes. mean, it goes, they go hand in hand. I, think, I get what you mean. That was I think not that's neg- where the fear right. is. It, one of the biggest is that that's going to go away. Yes. It's going to turn it's, into a concrete city. Like, oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. Well, and you know, I'm from here, so I can't complain. I've never been anywhere else. I've never lived anywhere else. And yeah. I, I, so you're I, adapting with the, with, with the, well, I don't really have a choice, but yes, I am. But no, but I mean, I think that's, you know, the same thing in these areas that are growing, they're not, they're going to continue to keep growing. Um, you know, and it's just, it's, it's changing. The market is changing. I, you know, to say it's going to bust or crash, it is not. Mm-hmm. But is it changing from what it's, what it's been in the last two years? Yes. And I think that's where the public, I think that's where the buyers and the sellers, and I think that's where especially real estate agents have got to be paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, pricing a property um, and hitting the market at, at the at the right price um, and, and, you know, coming in where they need to be is super important because I think it says a lot about the mindset of either the agent or the seller. And obviously there's times you don't know which one that is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously the owner of the seller has the right to, you know, do what they want to do with their property and how they want to do it. But the agent side of, of making sure the seller is very educated and aware of what's happening in the market. You know, we like, again, we're not back to that, you know, 20, 30 offers on the first hour that it's listed and people are making offers without it being seen and paying over list price and, 
and paying over appraised value. Um, I'm not seeing as many of those contracts coming through the office as I did in the last two years. It's definitely um, lulled a bit. Now, is, does that mean we're not having multiple offers? No. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that, you know, I think a lot of, I know a lot of, we know a lot of buyers were frustrated because they weren't even able to even see the house. You know, the mm-hmm. house would be listed and you couldn't even get into a showing appointment. You were waiting down the street in a line of cars mm-hmm. and a line at the door. I mean, the, they the hit news, the market pending. It, yeah, exactly. They hit <laughs> yeah. the market pending because nobody, or, or if you tried to get in, you couldn't. And it was, it was a frustration for all. It was a frustration mm-hmm. for the buyers. It was a frustration for the real estate agents. Mm-hmm. It was a frustration. I mean, a listing agent, I, you know, we talked about it in our office. Heaven forbid you list a property on Friday because I guarantee you, your phone is going to die about six times during the day on Friday with people texting you, calling you, emailing you, and trying to do something. Like oh, yeah. You might as well just sit in a hole and with your phone and plugged in all day long because it was going to die. People asking questions and how many offers do you have and what is yeah. your best offer and what are you doing? How are you doing this? I mean, it's just... Oh, so you're saying we shouldn't have done that. No, you shouldn't have done that. If you <laughs> wanted to have a weekend, Whoops. that was not it. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, but, no. but I mean, you get my point is that we're, we're not at that point anymore. And I think, right. you know, and we're not... You know, and, and I hate to think that it's, I've seen a lot of change and I've seen some craziness happen and people are still, there's still one or two of them out there making crazy offers. Um, but the problem with that is that I think it's going to come down to some of those offers being terminated and you've, you've kind of seen some of that in the numbers. And if you listen to the news or watch some of the, the, uh, the, you know, NAR and, and, you know, and some other places that are releasing some numbers of what's been happening is that we're seeing some withdrawals or some terminations mm-hmm. um, of contracts. And I think, you know, all those weren't, put in under contract in May, um, you know, that are going, that are falling out in June. I don't think that's really, you know, some of that could have been new construction that's been under contract that mm-hmm. now the buyer doesn't qualify because the interest rates went up because yeah. a lot of people try to buy mm-hmm. at the top of their, at the top of what they can afford. And not everybody has a Ryan to, to help fix yeah, the Yeah, there you go. Everybody's had that perfect lender who, uh, <laughs> who definitely can find you what to do. But, you know, some of these, you know, I think some of these were, some of those terminations were because people couldn't afford the house anymore. And, mm-hmm. you know, good, bad, and ugly. I'm sure the house probably sold for more if they put it back on the market. So the builder probably wasn't unhappy right. if that happened. Um, because a lot of, you know, a lot of builders got caught keeping things under contract at a price that they were maybe not going to make very much money mm-hmm. on when it closed. And so, you know, things happened. It is what it is, you know, and, and that's a, as a builder, you, you build that into your business as well. But the market is not what it was. And I think a lot of agents really need to start paying attention of the change in the market. Just because it's shifting and changing does not mean that it's bursting or not mean that it's mm. going to crash. It's just changing. And again, like I said, I think we're moving more towards that normal side, but we're still in that seller's market because of supply and demand. We right. still don't have enough houses and there's still, and, and if we can go down the road of talking about affordable housing. There is none. Oh, right. Anywhere. Yeah. I don't care where right. you're going. There is none. And, 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 and it's sad. Um, and I wish there is some things we can do, but that's going to take a, a community effort and a lot of people putting in to uh, get to that affordable housing. Um, it's not just going to be one industry that's going to mm-hmm. make afford it. That's going to create some more affordable housing that's out there. It's going to have to be a, a, a group effort to make that happen. But yeah. I mean, even, you know, but the, the cost of houses has gone up, which again, that, that pushes out that first time home bar. You know, there's a lot of first time home bars that got pushed out of the market in the last two years. Um, there's a lot of buyers that look, I don't want to play that multiple offer game. I don't want to play that. Right. You know, I don't want to be put in the middle of, is this your highest and best offer? Oh, I don't know. You know, I, you know, or yeah. thinking you made a, you know, you made your best offer out of the gate and it's not even close to being good enough right. because somebody else is willing to pay an insane amount of money over or, just or thinking you overpaid for something because you're scared that you weren't going to get it. And exactly. That, you know, it's like, yeah, 
Yeah. And so a lot of buyers got out of the market because they didn't want to have that feeling. So I think not only did, you know, not only with this coming back and this shift back into a more normal market, some of these buyers that didn't want to play that game are now coming back in. So you've got, you know, there's a lot of different factors that's showing this market is not crashing. The bubble is not bursting. Um, You know, that one with these buyers coming back in, I really do think, um, and I've heard it, I've heard it with the agents in the office saying, yeah, I've been finally been able to find some inventory for some buyers that I couldn't in the last year and a half, in the last Mm -hmm. two years. Um, So, So you know, with that said, uh, what would you say to the, the buyers who think that they should wait? What's your, why are you waiting? Is it because you're not going to be in this house? You know, you're not going to live in the house long enough to see the appreciation and make your, you know, make your investment work for you. And that's people, I realize this is your home and that's like the American dream is to own your own home. And I think that's fantastic, but it's also an investment and you really mm-hmm. have to have kind of two hats on when you're making your decisions for yourself as right. a buyer is if this is also an investment, it's just like investing in the stock market. You get to choose which ones you want to and which ones you, or even if you want to get in or get out, uh, it's, it's just your, like choosing a partner. <laughs> yeah. Same I'm thing. just saying, you it's, know, you you're like, that's a at, commitment. It you is, know? it is a commitment. And I think you need to look at it that way. And it is, it's not a short, you know, housing is not meant to be a short-term investment. Mm -hmm. It is a long-term investment. Mm -hmm. And whether you're paying cash or whether you're, you're getting a loan, it's a long-term investment, but that loan makes a difference because there's a cost of borrowing money and there's a cost Mm -hmm. of getting a loan. And so you really need to, you know, make the decision that's best for you, not what the news is telling you, please stop listening to the news, go to a local lender or go to your, your real estate agent and ask them, who should I sit down and talk to, to really get my options on how much it's going to cost me to invest in this long-term investment. And I think a lot of buyers just go, oh, I'm just going to go shop rate. Whoever has the best interest rate, I'm going to go with that. Please don't do that. Right, because, you you know, Ryan was talking about, or, you know, our lender partner was talking about how, uh, yeah, the interest rate may, uh, it look, may look low, but they're charging you X amount off the top and X amount here. And obviously, as a new buyer, you're not going to know anything about any of that. And no. so, like, you're just going to think, oh, that's a standard whatever. That Everybody charges that. Either. Right. Yeah. Everybody charges that. So right. I just have to pay that no matter where I go. That's not So that's the why case. the interest rate is not everything. Like, yeah, of course, that is something that matters. But that is something that also you can refinance at whatever point that you might need yes. to. And what is the saying that you that what is the, Date the rate? Marry the house. State the rate, marry the house. I love that so much. Yep. And I think and it's kind of gone. It's kind of gone. It's one of those internet, you know, phenomenon yeah. things that have gone out there. And a bunch of people have said it, but I think it's it's incredibly true. You can, you know, that rate can be very short term. And you know, even look at, you know, if you're only gonna be in this house five to seven years, is an arm is an arm product good for you? There's so many different loan products. I mean, we could go on and on. We probably need a oh. lender, probably get our, that lovely lender uh, partner in here to have that conversation. Oh, 100%, about. Cause I'm like, what's that? <laughs> exactly. But I mean, but we should, so yeah. I mean, we can, that can be at a different show. We'll definitely uh, bring her on and have a conversation with her, but yeah. there's so many different products out there. And I think that's where buyers need our guidance. And, and this is why you have a realtor and somebody to guide you through the process. It's not just about, my job is not to find you a house, by the way, Mr. Buyer. That is not my job. My job is to walk you through the process start to finish. That is my job. And to make sure you have all the information you need to make an educated decision for yourself. That is my job. Mm-hmm. And part of that is making sure I have partners and all the different facets of going through start to finish that you can ask questions to. I am not a lender. Mm-hmm. I know enough to be dangerous. That's pretty much what it is. I know mm-hmm. on lending. I, I think I know enough to be dangerous and probably about anything in real estate at this point, as long as I've been doing this. But, you know, I think a lot of that is, is that you need that realtor 
uh, partner to make sure you're getting all the information you need. Cause a lot of people think, well, I've already, I, you know, I put all my stuff in online. It told me what I, what I qualify for. That's all great, mm-hmm. fine and dandy, but that doesn't mean, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't mean there isn't something else out there that's going to keep you from buying a mm-hmm. house. You, my personal opinion is I don't have anything against online banks or online lending, but mine is, especially for a first time home buyer, or maybe only your second or third time buying, you really need to have somebody you can sit down and have a conversation mm-hmm. with and know what your options are that are best for you. Again, back to that cost of that investment. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. If you want to, you know, you want to play in the stock market, you can go out there and trade all you want to all by yourself, or you can do some of these online trading things mm-hmm. where you pay by trade, the things mm-hmm. that you do. Or you go hire yourself a stockbroker, you know, you hire yourself mm-hmm. a, an investment counselor that really can help you through what you need. It's your choice on what you're going to pay mm-hmm. for that particular investment. It's the same thing in buying a house. It's still an investment. You still need to look at all the costs that it's going to cost you into getting into that property. And I think a lot of buyers want to just hurry, hurry, hurry. I just want to find the house because that's the fun yeah. part. Go on and look at, woo, you know, I love houses. Let's go look at all of them, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the fun part. But you really need to sit down and, and, and go through all the things and make a great decision for yourself based on an investment as well as the one that you fall in love with and the one that you want to live in. And which is what your local realtor is supposed to help you do, <laughs> help, help you navigate through. You yes. Know? And that's, yeah. that's exactly what our job is. And I think, like I said, a lot of people think it's just our job to find the house. It's not nine times out of 10, the, the buyer, you know, the buyer's already found the house right. or what, what they think they want or what's currently available. Mm-hmm. But that's the other thing too, is you, you realize we know about off market properties. We mm-hmm. know about things that are sitting in the wings or waiting in the wings or a seller just says, you know, if somebody offered me the right price, I'd right. sell my house. You know, they used to be called pocket listings. Um, Isn't that like not okay now or like not allowed? Or here's something? the thing. You can't change our industry. If, 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 you know, you were selling, you said, Hey, if somebody ever offered me this much, I'd be willing to sell my house and pay you all. Great. I have it in the back of my head. Right. 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 He could have told he could have told sixty agents right. that, and they're all walking around with that information in the back of their head. But one day, you may have a buyer that says, "I want this, this, and this, and I'm willing to pay this." Great. And guess what? I have a property for you. And you know, and then yeah. you're having a conversation about you know, again, back to who represents whom, who's getting mm-hmm. paid by whom. You know, you figure all that out. But it's so it's not you can't change the way right. our business works. You can't change the way people talk. And ultimately, you know, you want to do what's best for your client, and in. Uh, uh, both sides of that situation, you are. You Correct. Are, you're doing what's best for your client. You exactly. So you put two people if together. If they wanted the house listed, then they would have listed it. Correct. So, yeah. Exactly. And I will tell you the same thing, too. I think a lot of, you know, a bunch of people saying, oh, my gosh, there's so many more listings now have come on the market. You want to know why? There was a bunch of sellers who didn't want to deal with that craziness. I mean, even though they could have gotten more for their homes than probably what they ever thought they were worth. Do you realize if you listed a house in the last two years, the, the seller just basically had to leave? Right, I mean, yeah. go out of town for three days. Yeah, if because you're not ready to, to just pick up all your stuff and just go. Leave. Yeah, I mean, take your, <laughs> you know, if you have children, you got to clean that stuff up, get it all nice and pretty, take your pets, take yeah. your things, get out of your house for three days. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there was a bunch of people who didn't want to deal with that, no matter what the, you know, what the money was. They're mm-hmm. like, uh-uh. There's also some people who didn't want to, who didn't want to have to choose. And I know that sounds mm-hmm. really crazy, but I'm like, that's not true. I'm like, ask any real estate mm-hmm. agent. There's probably several of them who can tell you a story. The seller is like, I don't want to be put in the position that has all, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to ha- make the wrong choice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make the wrong choice. You know, mm-hmm. if I pick the one that's the most money, maybe my house doesn't appraise and they want to pay, like, they won't pay that amount. Or maybe they back out because they think they paid. Mm-hmm. You just said it a buyer fear. I paid too much for this house. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put somebody in that position. So I'm telling you, I think somebody, some people stayed off the market and didn't list their house because they didn't want to be put in that position. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it wasn't just, you know, there's a lot of, everybody just wants to pinpoint exactly what's happening in the real estate market, whether it's crashing or whether we're flourishing or whatever it is. There's so many different facets that make up what's happening in our market. So it's, you know, that's why when the news starts 
throwing out their little one line teasers of the world's ending. Mm-hmm. You have to really break it down. And that's, I think it's within any industry, but I know it's definitely in mine every time you do this. Um, I mean, it's even, I can even go with that. My husband, same thing. Oh, the market's crashing. What are we going to do? And I'm like, the market's not crashing. You're going to have to just look away, babe. Don't, yep. even, don't look at the market. <laughs> don't look. And the real estate market doesn't always follow the stock market and it doesn't always follow this. So you've really, oh, yeah. The stock know, market is all over the place all the time, constantly. All the time. So, yeah. yeah. I don't even, I don't even pretend to know anything about that. that's why I have a professional that takes care of mine yes. I don't even want to know how and they send you know they're lovely they send a video and explanation I'm like great sounds good <laughs> those are cool, I don't those know are cool words I just what's the money to take my Here, money I gave you what am I doing <laughs> yeah and, uh, fine but I mean I get it but I listen to their advice when it comes time to you know make changes or do something different or if I'm going to change my lifestyle or what I want to you know how I want to retire that's great I'll have a conversation with them so again going back to the professional that helps me I'm in the same thing I mean i we are professionals in this real estate industry. And, and I really want to, you know, this, one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is that I really wanted to have conversations for agents to understand this is a profession that, you know, most of us take it very seriously. There's bad in every profession, you know, and there's people who don't do their jobs. And, and the sad part about it is in the last two years has been people who weren't educated it didn't, it didn't that they didn't want to do their job. Mm-hmm. It's just, they didn't have the resources or they maybe weren't in the right brokerage to, you know, ha- get the education and, and the help and the support that they needed. So, you know, it's one of those, this is super important to me to make sure, you know, we're having these conversations and can do this. Um, you know, but find it, find a professional. And that's one of my biggest things of coming down to whether it's, you know, the real estate professional, it's your lender, it's, you know, all the things that are in there, they're, you know, most professional realtors who are in business and especially who have set up their business correctly or, or learning to, or getting to that point of setting the business correctly, have all these professional partners in their business that can help them through the process and make sure that they're helping their buyers and sellers. That's why you go to your realtor. Yeah, always. <laughs> it's, you know, the, it's just a resource hub, you know, on all things related to, I mean, to the home buying process or selling process, you know. Yep. So, and if in as a realtor, if you're not doing that or even as a new realtor, like collecting and gathering the, the people that you trust, that you've used, that you know are good and, and mm-hmm. keeping that in your, you know, uh, in, in your Rolodex thing. Toolbox. Let's do it with that one. <laughs> I'm around a toolbox. I didn't even know what a roll- Rolodex was until like five years ago. That's I was hilarious. Like, they don't have those anymore. It's like my daughter it's asked contacts, me it, Yeah, it's, it's, the, like, it's the contact button on your phone. That app on your phone that says contacts, that would be it. It's like People. my daughter asking me what the what a phone book was. I was like, oh, oh I, I feel like oh. my parents for the first time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, the older you get, the more that keeps happening, by uh, the way. She's like, can I keep it? I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know if half those numbers in there even work anymore. Oh man, um, I love it. No, it's cool. I mean, yeah, it's and every industry is changing. I mean, if you want to talk about books, we can go back down to the real estate books. Um, when I got into the business, which I, this year I am on year twenty two or twenty three, I can't even remember. That's I think I'm on twenty three in October. Oh, in this um, old age, I forgot. Uh, no, I forgot what year it is. I look and see what, so what's the date, and I can tell you. I think I'm twenty three in October. But um, we had real estate books. They, you know, there wasn't MLS online. There wasn't online. There wasn't. Um, How did you live, Kim? Um, How did you live? We drove a lot. Gas was not this expensive. I will tell you that. So it was kind of crazy. Um, yeah, times are different. You know, you had to go pick up keys and drop them off, and there wasn't lock boxes, and it was it was it was kind of crazy. It was a little little different. And then, like, I, I guess it would be magazines that the houses would be. It in was a book, and they were published. Um, they were published 
quarterly, I believe. And then we went down to every other month, I think. I can't remember when the publishing was. But you had around. There was just books and books and books well, all over the back like of your a car. drawn out process. Oh, it was a lot. Uh, it, it was. I mean, funny enough, you could still close in 30 to 60 days. It wasn't any yeah. different. It was just a different process on how you got to there. I mean, yeah. again, back to it's not my job to find the property, right. it's my job to help you through the process and to educate you through the process yeah. and making sure we're, we're doing what's, you know, giving yeah. you what you need to make the best decision for yourself and, you know, representing our clients the way we're supposed to. So it's just, it's definitely different. We could go back and talk about history all day long, but you know, it, the market is not crashing. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not, the bubble's not bursting. There is no bubble. There is no bubble. And it, you know, if you want to keep going, look at the numbers, there's no bubble. And I, one thing I remembered a minute ago, when we were talking, um, talking about a lender, you know, a bunch of to bring on the more conversations about there is the real estate market crashing. They keep talking about, well, mortgage applications are down. You want to know why mortgage applications are down? Because gas no prices are up. <laughs> yeah, well, it could, be, it could be that. I don't think that's it. The reason mortgage applications are down is because there's no refinancing. I mean, hello, the rates went up. And, you know, a lot of these online lenders uh, were, were almost 80, 90% refis. They weren't purchase money. You know, they weren't mm-hmm. doing you know, purchase loans. They were doing refinancing. I mean, you've seen, you've seen a bunch of, much of the layoffs coming from the big banks and the online banks that were really just focusing on refinancing. So mortgage applications are down. Yes. No kidding. It's logical when the rates go up like they have, I mean, they've doubled. Yes. From three to six, you're not going to see refinances anymore. I think, I, you know, I think the, you know, average person is not going to think, or even, even agents, you know, are not going to think about the details and what that means as far as like mortgage applications, being not just new first time mortgage or whatever, it's right. refinancing exactly is, is also a mortgage. Exactly, and same thing. That's even not cash a very out. good. That's not a very good. Uh, it's not a good headline. Scale. No, it's, it, it's it isn't. Not. I mean, and, but but it's again back to the fear based news. Yeah. Throw that out there because that sounds really great, right? No, it's not. And think about it too. All these people who you know in this last two years, you figured out, hey, instead of buying a new house because I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get in the market and the craziness that happened there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather let's remodel. Great. Well, people aren't doing cash out refis either because the interest rate is too high. So not only mm-hmm. did you have just regular refinancing to lower a rate, nobody's doing the cash out refis either because I don't want to pay that much for cash. You know, you're paying it, you know, to take the cash to remodel your house. So it's not just oh, regular refis; okay. it's also cash out refis and you know, and HELOCs and all those things like that, that usually happen in a really good interest rate market, they stop happening. So yes, mortgage applications are down. That doesn't mean the real estate market is crashing. So why, why did that stop happening now? Because, because, you know, we've been talking about how even at five or 6% that's still a great interest rate for the, so, so why have the cash out um, we were spoiled. I mean, think about that. If you could have mm-hmm. borrowed cash at 3%, but now you're borrowing cash mm-hmm. at 6%, you're like, oh my gosh, that's okay, so much so- money. But literally do the math. And then people think from three to six is so much money. Really do the math or have mm-hmm. your lender do the math. Right. You know, and, and really find out what is the difference between a 3% loan and a 6% interest rate. Because you have to think about the timeline on that loan. Because the, what's going to cost so much on a three to six in the difference in those percentages is the 30 year mark on a uh, on a mortgage loan. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Again, go back to do your number. People, you know, they want to make it super simple. It's not. Yeah. It's not. You know, it's really not super simple. There are so many different things to buying a house and the different ways to get into a house and whether it's mortgage and all that, there's so many, this is why you need a realtor. This is the whole point of why you, why <laughs> everybody needs a Kim in their life. There, there you go. Everybody, everybody <laughs> get needs Get rid one. of Karen, find <laughs> a Kim. <laughs> there you go. I mean, no it's, it's, it's really, really true. But now, I mean, just, you know, again, back to the market is not crashing. It's just not look at all the factors. Stop, stop 
Stop looking at the news. Stop reading the news. Find your local real estate agent who can really help you navigate through the news and the stuff on social media and all the things that's out there about saying it's not a good time to buy. It may be a really good time to buy for you, but you need to make that decision for yourself. Yeah. Just get, like you said, getting your numbers and talking to your lender and the affordability of what, you know, because, and also the lender's going to be able to tell you more so of, of probably where the interest rates are more likely to be than a, you know, your lender is, yep. they're going to know they're that information. Business, right. That's their, that's their business. That's <laughs> yeah. their, you know, we're the, we're the second recipient of, yeah, of, yeah. of the interest rates. We get them after they come out. They really watch their market and what's going up and down too. Same thing as where we're watching our market on our side. And when you have, this is why I say a good professional real estate agent will have that partner and their partners. They have a conversation mm-hmm. on a regular basis or they're in there. Like here, I bring ours into our office meeting um, every single month to have this conversation to mm-hmm. make sure we all, again, know enough to be dangerous, but you know enough to say, here's, you know, Here's where we're at, but we really need to sit down with the lender and have a have a personal conversation for you, Mr. Buyer. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the way that the market is right now and prices on houses are, are finally starting to, like people have to lower prices and stuff. It's the first time seeing that in, in a while. And it, it seems is, like it would be, it, it, it is. seems like it's going to start balancing things out more so than. I think it will. You know, and that's, that's the one thing about the market changing. Um, there's some agents out there, some sellers out there who aren't either educated or aren't taking the time to be educated mm-hmm. and just thinking the market's still what it is in the last two years. And, mm-hmm. I, and you know, as I say, Oh my gosh, everybody's doing these price reductions. Well, they're doing price reductions because they didn't do their job to begin with, mm-hmm. or they, or they weren't realistic. It didn't necessarily, the agent could have done their job, but the seller is still unrealistic, mm-hmm. unrealistic or is believing what the news is saying, whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. And there's a lots of different relationship dynamics that happen when you go in to, you know, say, Hey, Mr. Seller, here's what's going on in the market. Here's what other buyers are currently paying for a house like yours. And that's what our job is to say, is to say, Hey, you know, here's here's what other buyers are paying here's where i think we should enter the market here's where your house fits in to these numbers and sometimes sellers listen and sometimes you know they have their own idea of what they believe their house is worth and you know it's it's sometimes it's a really hard conversation yeah, for real tough, estate agents it is sometimes it's a tough one and, and you know and sometimes they're right and sometimes it's things that the agent doesn't know until they get to the home and really see it or you know see the things that are happening there so it's a, you know we can go down that road and have a conversation right, about right. about the about the listing conversation as yeah. i call it uh <laughs> later that could that could take up a whole other 30 minutes yeah. um on going on there but you know it looks like our uh, it's time to wrap up here. Looks like our 30 minutes are about up and I uh, want to keep this short and sweet so I can keep your attention span and maybe you'll, you'll listen to us till the end. Yeah. But, um, you know, I would love to hear from you guys. We're going to put this on our Facebook page, Conversations with Kim. That is Conversations with a K. Like, like the Kardashians. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> um, and so Conversations with Kim, we'd love to hear your comments, questions, any show content requests. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and a blog coming soon and a video coming soon. All to it. All to a computer screen near you. There we go. We'll be there. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. See ya.